Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Tuesday and welcome into the PHNX Sun Devil Show. I'm Anthony Totri, joined for this special edition of Hate Week with the one, the only, Eric Ruby himself. Eric, we got a lot to get into today. We're obviously going to be talking about the Territorial Cup, taking a look at Arizona State and Arizona's offense, defenses, uh, some players that are going to stand out. We're going to be talking a little bit about the quarterbacks. Arizona State could have Jaden Rashada back this week, we've got some updates from practice. We're also going to get into some of the recent news surrounding Arizona State basketball center Sean Phillips. Ugh. Looks like he might be out for a little bit of time, so we're definitely going to get into all of that. We've also got DJ Danielle behind the Mac today. And if you didn't notice, we're in the Four Peaks mini bar, guys, because this is the best place to get drunk. Talking about the Territorial Cup, the 2023 edition. Eric, we're obviously going to talk uh, about the teams and get into the numbers, but I'm just curious. This is the first time that you and I, you and I have had the the chance to really sit down and, and talk about this meeting between two teams that have had very different seasons. <laughs> a just little bit, where, a little different. Where little are different. you? Where are you in uh, on this matchup? As it is with just four days till kickoff. Uh, let's see. There's two sides of me, right? I'm yeah. kind of juggling over here. I'm sorry. I got to use like I talk with my hands okay, really okay. close yeah, in here, so I might hit, hit you me. a couple don't times. We're snug. We're snug in the Four <laughs> Peaks mini bar, but it's better with friends to be in the absolutely, four Peaks mini absolutely. Bar. Look, there's the brain that says like. <laughs> I'm just preparing myself for them to put up a billboard because when it was 70 to 7 the other way, there was a billboard. And part of me feels like that's going to be a really big driving factor because uh, Saul was talking to us before and he said if there was any year for U of A to do what we did to them, it would be this year. But then there's like that, that heart, that sun devil in me, you know what I mean? Where I'm like, hey. Upsets, so yeah. up, upsets happen when people don't expect it. So you're saying there's a chance. Look, there, there, <laughs> there is a chance. Now, is the chance great? No, but there's always a chance, especially in games like this, man. Yeah. Like, there will never be a game between ASU and U of A, no matter what the disparity is, where I will say either team does not have a chance to win. Yeah. That's just not how this goes. So... I'm not optimistic, but I'm not like 100% done, right? I think that's fair. And I think there's a lot of ASU fans that are probably on that same token as you. Uh, in, in my mind, I've said it already a, a few different times this week, is 
you, you really have to throw away what you think you know about these two teams because anything can happen when it comes to rivalry week. Anything can happen when it comes down specifically to, to one of the best rivalries in all of college sports between Arizona State and Arizona. I want to get into the offenses of these two teams uh, because, let's be real, the Arizona State offense specifically hasn't met expectations in year one, while the Arizona Wildcats offense um, has, I don't want to say they've soared, uh, but they've definitely been better than I think a lot of people expected. They've exceeded expectations. Especially with sure. with a different quarterback, right? Going into the season, it was all Jaden Delora, and now it's been Noah Fafita, uh, yeah. who's really led this team. And we'll get into Noah, we'll get into Jaden Rashada. But just kind of going down the list in terms of where Arizona's offense ranks in the Pac-12, right? So they're fifth in terms of total offense yards per game in the Pac-12 averaging about 438 in terms of passing yards per game. They're sixth in the conference, 284.3. In terms of rushing yards per game, they're sixth in the conference, middle of the pack, a buck 54. And then this one kind of surprised me. Arizona's offense averaging 32 points a game. Now, we will obviously get into the players, like I said, but is there specifically any level of this Arizona Wildcats offense uh, that maybe concerns you? So... The thing that I, it's weird to say I've liked yeah. from them is that they're getting a little bit tricky. Like they're, they're playing with a lot of confidence, yeah. right? Like the, the numbers fifth, sixth, sixth, and sixth. To me, when you watch them play, they play like a team that's going to put up 45 on mm -hmm. you. And so the over the air passing attack of Fafita has been miles better than, yeah. than Delore this season. And McMillan, I mean, that dude's a tank. He's a tank. Yeah. And I just, I don't know if ASU has the bodies to keep those guys in check. And right off the bat, I feel like they're going to go for the kill. Like U of A is going to go for the kill. And that's going to be over the air, quick scores, and then pound the rock with running. So for me, if you're able to limit their passing game, if you're able to put some pressure on Fafita, make them run around because... U of A's, both of their lines, uh, offensive line though, because we're talking offense right now, yeah. has been really solid. He has not had to run for his life the whole year. And I think that if you're able to put some pressure on him, make him make hard decisions and not force the ball to McMillan, then you're in a recipe for can you get a three and out early? Can you get out on them early? But that's a lot easier said than done. Oh, yeah. A lot. Absolutely. JJ in the chat, Arizona State programs thrive on their upset That's right. wins. Absolutely. JJ, uh, who is not new to this chat, has always been a longtime Arizona State basketball fan. And if you're an ASU fan, you know there was an ASU basketball upset last year on a half-court buzzer beater. So anything is possible anything is possible moving to arizona state's offense uh like we kind of prefaced a little bit earlier definitely haven't met the expectations i think year one in terms of total offense yards per game in the conference they're dead last in the pack 323.7 in terms of passing yards per game ninth to 20 rushing yards per game 10th uh, a buck one and then in points per game dead last at 17 point Three. But for me, you don't need to go out and score a million points to go beat Arizona, right? The the way I look at this game is similar to the way that I think Arizona State has approached and should have approached other games against conference teams that have quote-unquote elite offenses, right? You look back to the USC game for a while, they were in it until the fourth quarter. That's what happens when you've got a better offense on the other side and you just can't hang for four quarters. But the way that ASU played against Washington is the same way that they're going to have to play 
if they want to win the Territorial Cup this season. You are going to have to play keep away. I know that Arizona's defense has been particularly solid this season in terms of uh, not allowing opposing running backs to really get going. This is where Kenny Dillingham's screen game that he loves to utilize I think is going to be important because it is always an extension of the run game with where the ASU offensive line is. So for Arizona State to win this game offensively, aside from specific key players doing what they need to do, in my mind, you have to own the time of possession and you have to take care of the ball specifically when you are in the red zone. You can't settle for field goals in a game where Arizona on the other side does have so many weapons in their offense is firing on all cylinders. You have to put it in the end zone every single time that you are within the Arizona 25-yard line. Otherwise, it might be a long game. Yeah, it's tough. And I know we're going to get into like specific players in a bit, but your your run game is going to be what you live in, what you die by, especially yeah. because you're not sure who's going to be out there for a quarterback. And if it is Jaden Rashada, he hasn't played in a very long time. Yeah. And U of A's defense is extremely solid. So I think that if you are able to chip away, like you said, you're able to keep the time of possession, get yourself downfield, at least get three points, mm-hmm. like at least, right? And you're just betting on your defense. And in college football, for me, the the defense, like again, against Washington, like that's what's able to kind of step up and have those abnormal performances yeah. because you saw them get run by Utah. You saw them get run by Oregon. And yeah, that, that sucked. But at the same time, you can still turn around and limit a team that's middle of the pack yeah. as far as offense goes to, to low output. And then if you are going to get some of like a Jaden Rashada back and get some of those deep shot plays that he brings... Again, it's a long shot, but at the same time, like that recipe is there. Control the ball, control the run game, and then we all know what Kenny Dillingham likes to do. He likes to get tricky. He likes to go downfield. He's not going to play it safe. Oh, no. He's not going to. Even though that's probably how you win this game, he's not going to play it safe. So you have to find that balance of ground attack, keeping it simple, keeping possession, but then striking when they're kind of off balance and focused on that. Yeah, and I mean, look... In terms of what the Arizona State defense needs to do to to stop an Arizona Wildcats offense run by Noah Fafita that has played particularly well this season, we will obviously discuss that. But just taking a look at how good Noah Fafita has been this season, it, it, it's, it's one thing to see the wins they have. It is another to see his numbers. And I know in terms of passing yards, uh, nearly 2,000 passing yards, 73% completion percentage, which is pretty ridiculous given the number of games he's played. But the 18 touchdowns to four interceptions touchdown to INT ratio is really the thing that stands out most to me because you got a quarterback, a young quarterback, who has been able to take care of the football. And on the flip side of that coin for Arizona State, where they've had trouble defensively, is actually being able to take the ball away from those opposing offenses. So again, Noah Fafita, you got to take advantage of the fact that he is a younger quarterback. You have to take advantage of the fact that he is a smaller quarterback. You have to get this guy moving. Brian Ward's scheme, we've talked about it time and again, they thrive on pressure. They thrive on real and simulated chaos. And I think whether you get the chaos and the pressure that you've gotten the last few weeks, that is what it is. I think this is a week where you're going to see the simulated chaos, the simulated pressure, the schemes um, really take advantage of a younger quarterback in Noah Fafita who maybe doesn't have necessarily, he hasn't seen every defense under the sun because he hasn't played in that many collegiate games at this level. Uh, and to your point, Kenny Dillingham and this offense and the defense are going to be pulling out all the stops. That I, When you're where ASU is, especially with 
their injuries, mm -hmm. plus the transfer stuff that happened before the year, just the general state of the program. And you, you've seen it in the games that they have won. You don't really win in a traditional way. Yeah. You win in a way that takes everybody out of their comfort zone. You do stuff that nobody's expecting. Even the refs don't know what's going on because they think that shit's in a legal formation, but it's <laughs> not in a legal formation. You just have to get people out of their element when that talent disparity isn't there. And I mean, if we're looking at quarterbacks right now, like, look, Trent Borgay, you could talk about ultimate Sun Devil, guy who represents the program. Like, that's, that's great, yeah. right? But he... You want to look at the touchdown numbers? Not One great. touchdown, four interceptions. Jaden Rashada is still leading in passing touchdowns for ASU this season. Yeah. What's the last game Jaden Rashada played? I believe the Oklahoma State game. Yeah, that was a long time ago. Yeah. I did not even work here. The last time Jaden Rashada started a game for ASU. It's it's been a while, right? So you're taking a guy who's yes younger, but also like cosmic contrarian said it in the chat like mm. u of a is not one of those teams that's like bust and like or hit right like yeah. they're just they're steady and he's steady he seems to be able to find his guys he knows how to target his top receivers which is kind of like that matt stafford quality in him where he's like i'm gonna find my guy i'm gonna get my guy going and then we're gonna go else go out everywhere else it's a lot harder to to make him uncomfortable than i think even even some other younger quarterbacks plus you look at U of A and you wonder where would they be if he has been playing the full yeah. season? How much better could he be if he was playing the full season? And does that mean that as weeks go on, he's going to get better, which they take on ASU this week, then that's going to be tough if he just continues to yeah. kind of to get better. But I, I mean, it's it's on the table, but it's also on the table for, for Kenny to say, all right, like I'm sure they've been preparing for this game for a long time. Oh, yeah. Everybody knows how important this game is, and I'm sure that they have a couple tricks up their sleeve to at least try. I just I don't know if it's going to be successful. Fafita has not looked like the type of guy that can get rattled yeah. to me. And, I mean, look, I think if there's a defensive coordinator out there that that is going to rattle Noah, it's Brian Ward. Mm -hmm. um, and, and from ASU's offense, their perspective, it's obviously you bring up Trenton Bourget, and, and he had himself a hell of a game against Arizona last year, but I think... I think ASU Nation needs Jaden Rashada. Oh, like, yeah. The confidence level that the team, I feel like, will have, the confidence level for Rashada moving forward, and really the fan base moving forward as well to see a true freshman quarterback in Jaden Rashada get the nod. He hasn't been named the starter. He's progressing in in from what we've seen and from what we've heard to playing and potentially starting that game against the Wildcats, he came out as QB1 in, in the first team period today, um, which I would say is a good sign. That's huge. If you're going to get Jaden Rashada back, he could still play this game and keep his red shirt, which, again, would be massive for him in this program moving forward. In my mind, if I had to, to guess on it right now, four days out, I think Jaden Rashada is playing. I think Jaden Rashada is QB1 going into this week. I'm sure Arizona State will announce it at a certain point. But there is, in my mind... If they were going to have Jaden Rashada as an emergency quarterback last week, it tells me that he would would have been able to play in an emergency situation, obviously. This is an emergency situation for, yeah. for, for, for Kenny Dillingham because of what's at stake in terms of the state of Arizona. When Kenny Dillingham got here, what was the pitch? We are going to make sure that Arizona kids have a home at Arizona State. We're going to recruit Arizona kids. We're going to get Arizona kids back in the Valley in the transfer portal. That is all good and well. But when you're trying to sell that to those kids and you're on the wrong side of the Territorial Cup, that is a much, much harder sell, which is why I think they, like you said, are going to do everything possible 
in terms of schemes, in terms of players, in terms of everything to try and get this win. Jaden Rashada, in my mind, gives Arizona State the best opportunity and the best chance to bring back the Territorial Cup. And in my mind, Jaden Rashada will be QB1 on Saturday, but it goes much further than just a quarterback. There are a couple guys on the Wildcats that we're going to talk about, uh, but I want to start with the guys on Arizona State's offense um, that potentially can have big games. You look at a guy in tight end, Jalen Conyers, and I know he's our guy, but this is somebody who's been really an athlete all season, whether he's lining up at quarterback, whether he's running the ball, playing wide receiver, playing tight end. Like This guy has been all over the field, and he had a hell of a game against the Wildcats last season. I feel like schematically, Kenny Dillingham, Bo Baldwin need to find a way to scheme Jalen Conyers open, and they need to get him the rock. Oh, I look, I, we've been saying that all season. Right. It, when Jalen Conyers touches the ball, there there are good things that happen afterwards. Yeah. He he gets you that that yak because he's just gonna run through some guy. He he makes good decisions. I it hasn't been like uh, the absolute peak season from Jalen, but yeah. I also look at the the players that are around him, the injuries that have happened with their just the state of the program. I, I think he's probably performed about as good as you can expect yeah. out of him. And I know you said we're not gonna focus on quarterbacks, but I did look at this because yes, it ties into Jalen Conyers and somebody else we're gonna talk about. He might not just be playing tight end. <laughs> he might not just be playing tight end because even if Jada Rashada plays, you don't know what's going to happen. I'm sure there's going to be some packages schemed up for him at quarterback. Yeah. And look, the top three in quarterback rating or passer rating, which is not like a perfect stat, but just to paint some pictures for Sun Devil fans. Stop number it. one Stop is Cam Scadaboo. Number one is Cam Scadaboo at 130. Number two is Jada Rashada. Who again hasn't played in weeks. So a quarterback in in the top two. And then third is Jalen Conyers. That means Trenton Borgay, who has been starting for the Sun Devils for a majority of the season, is currently fourth in passer rating to a running back and a tight end. Yeah, not great. So when you talk about Jalen Conyers, you can't just talk about him as what he would be used as in a ideal, perfect situation, which would be a tight end. Yeah. Right? It would be... Hey, when you're playing U of A and you're pulling out all the stops, Jalen's probably going to get some snaps under center. Scadaboo's probably going to get some snaps to the quarterback. Like, he's shown that he could pass. He's shown that he could run. And Rashada, as much as we'd like to sit here and be like, wow, he can just come in and and just pick up where he left off. Yeah. Like, U of A is going to be the toughest team that he's faced. And, and their defensive line is strong, and ASU's offensive line is not strong. Yeah. So, Jalen... I, I would probably set the line for passing attempts for him at like two and a half. Oof. I don't know if I'd take the over or the under on that. Okay. What about, what about one and a half? One and a half. One and a half. Passing attempts? Yeah. Passing and attempts. this is assuming Rashada starts. Yeah. No matter who's playing quarterback. I'm going to say under. Gonna I don't know, under. man. I'm going to say under. I don't know. Jagger in the chat. Rashada would also know what playing in this rivalry is like for future years. No, that is certainly, I, I think, an important part of his progression in being an Arizona State Sun Devil is truly understanding and grasping what this rivalry means. And I tweeted it out earlier from a clip from yesterday of like, if Arizona State finds a way to get the Territorial Cup back in Tempe, imagine you win the season. Yeah. You win the season. <laughs> yeah. No, listen. listen. Especially if Oregon State beats Oregon and Arizona needs and to you win. stop them? And you stop them from going oh. to the Pac-12 title game. I mean, look, I'm getting happy just thinking about that because probably that's all that's going to be happening. It's just sweet to think about. It's just sweet to think about. Hey, listen, I know that there are Wildcats fans in here because they want to come in here and and give us crap. that's totally It's rivalry week. Like, that's what we expect. Like, we get it. But you have to understand, like, 
there is a part of realism that comes with with all of this. And realistically, we're probably only going to get to talk about winning right beforehand, before the game, because look, we're not stupid, right? Like it's it's an uphill battle for Arizona State. Yeah, they're not the favorite. Like, they're not the favorite. But like I said, anything can happen. It's if college they football. Win, dude. If they win and it stops them, it would be sweet. I, be, I don't know what I would do. Sweet. I don't. I don't know what I, I mean, would. I mean, we'd do. be partying. We'd be partying on the post game oh. show for sure. Oh. Like, like par- partying, partying would be happening. I mean, how could it not? Right? Because especially like think about it just from a personal perspective for yeah. Kenny Dillingham. You get your your dream job for lack of a better term, you know, being the head football coach at Arizona State, think about all the crap that he has had to sift through in his first year. Think about all the crap that the players have had to sift through. The injuries, the self-imposed bull ban, Ray Anderson, which, hey, I didn't get to talk about that. R.I.P. Bozo. Um, But I, like, just think about all of that, and you come to the end of it, and you're expecting to get your doors blown off against your in-state rival. They are going to use 70-7 to as motivation you beat them. I I've got it. Like I, I've I've already said it. I said it. I think on on Saturday that I think Arizona State is going to beat Arizona. Uh, I think <laughs> there is certainly a a plan in place to get there. Um, and, and we'll see if the if the lights are too bright for Arizona. And you know um, what? If they do lose, if they do lose, man. And Jada Rashada plays. Just use it as motivation next year. Right, yeah. go go get your ass kicked. Like like U of A got their ass kicked seventy to seven, and then when the moment's right and the moment's sweet, you you take all that oh, back yeah. to them. Absolutely. Look, we talked about Noah Fafita, we talked about Jaden Rashada, Jalen Conyers, we touched on uh, Cam Scadaboo a little bit as well. But in terms of the Wildcats offense, some names that Arizona State fans are probably going to be hearing a lot on Saturday too. Running back Jonah Coleman, and then wide receiver uh, Tetaroa McMillan. Uh, McMillan, who I guess I didn't realize this, is just an absolute unit. He's a freaking stud. He is six He's foot five, stud. which I didn't realize how big he was, but I would fully expect to see a guy like Roe Torrance be following him all day long, considering that Roe is the biggest defensive back that Arizona State has outside of Chris Edmonds, who usually plays a lot of safety. Uh, but I think that is going to be a fun matchup to see McMillan and Roe Torrance lining up against one another. And obviously, a lot of what McMillan is able to do rests on the shoulders of a guy like Noah Fafita. But getting to running back Jonah Coleman, a dude who has carried the rock almost 120 times for Arizona this season, 834 yards, four touchdowns, that's all good and well. But the 7.1 yards per (laughs) carry, that is something that's... you, You can't... If you're Arizona State, the improvement on the defensive side of the ball from stopping the run has been massive this season. And maybe some of the numbers show it. If you're an ASU fan who watched Donnie Henderson's pathetic-ass defense last year, and then you're watching this defense, you understand that there's certainly been improvement, right? You can't afford to have an opposing running back run for seven yards a carry. If Jonah Coleman is averaging seven yards a carry on Saturday, Arizona State's not going to win that football game. Um, They're going to need to load the box. And in my mind, again, how you beat this Arizona team Outside of playing keep away on offense, you load the box, you ensure that Jonah Coleman is not the reason that you lose this game, and you say, you know what? I am going to let our edge rushers pin their ears back, go after Noah, and if he's able to make throws and break down this defense, if he's able to go through his progressions, again, a smaller quarterback who, let's see, he is just 5'11", which he's not 5'11", he's listed at 5'11", he's definitely 5'9 or 5'10", then... 
I, I, then I think you live with that, right? Like, you can't afford to allow Coleman to be the reason you lose this game. It has to be on Noah Fafita. I mean, speaking of, of height, I'm sitting here wondering what's what it is like to be 225 pounds and 5'9", because that is Jonah Coleman's measurements. And That's crazy. Like you kind of mentioned, usually these guys fudge a little bit on their heights. They, they, they give themselves that extra inch, like, you know, uh, you go on dating apps and you're five eleven, but really you're six foot. Like that's what it's like when you're <laughs> listing yourself for for athletics. Like five nine two twenty five. That's a big. That's a big dude. dude. I like. I personally, because that's heavier than me, and, and I'm I'm six foot. Like I don't I don't get how that proportion works. Like you're a square. Yeah, but no, he's you're a, a box. Square. You're a he's box. a good square. Seven point one yards per carry is just nuts. That's absolutely insane. And you're right. Like if 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 Jonah Coleman's the reason that that they beat you, then then so be it. But the the real one-two punch that's gonna put up 70, if that's really what's going to happen, is Teteroa and and Fafita. Yeah. Like, which by the way, like I love I, I've said it every time I feel like I've been on this show. Um, I love names in sports, and I think name is like 50% of whether you're good or not. <laughs> And that is crazy. Su- that is crazy such, stat. That is such, it is such a good, like a beautiful name combination. Look, I'm a sun devil, but I'm a realist. I'm telling you like it is. That He's is, the realist. I'm the optimist that is, here. That is such, such a sweet name combination. I love it. Look, I, we're going to continue this conversation about the 2023 Territorial Cup. We're going to go ahead and get into the defenses here in a second. But I want to tell you, if you're still looking for a ticket to that Territorial Cup, Check out game time. You can still get tickets. Just $57 to head to Arizona State's biggest game of the season. Pack that place. Make it a sellout because you're, in my mind, going to get Jaden Rashada versus Noah Fafita, the matchup that I think all ASU and U of A fans actually want to see in game time. Again, the best place to get your tickets. Maybe you want to get a ticket. and Maybe you don't want to pay right away. That's totally fine. You can get your tickets now and pay later with Game time, one of their best features. It's definitely my personal favorite. Guys, snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Go ahead and down that Game Time app. Uh, create an account and use code PHNX for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code PHNX for twenty dollars off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Dude, it's really like snuck up on me. The fact that like Thanksgiving is this week. Yeah, that is crazy. Isn't that just? It's just weird. This week, bro, we're like two days away. Right, right, right. And then, of course, it's it's rivalry week and what comes with Thanksgiving and what comes with all of this. It's so much football. Yes. And not just football, but you got basketball too. NBA season's in swing, ASU basketball, which we're going to talk about later yep. today. And that's why, let's say tis the season, tis the season. to download the draft. Kings Sportsbook. Listen, we're all thankful for family, friends, food, NFL, college football, and DraftKings Sportsbook. They just want to keep your Thanksgiving week full of action. They want you to get through if you're sitting at the family reunion and maybe you're like, oh, I just kind of want to watch sports and uh, and maybe make a little bit of money. You better make sure you download the DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers, you can bet $5 on NFL action. You can get 150 instantly in bonus bets. That's like the best gift that you can sometimes get in the holidays is just straight cold 
cash, <laughs> DraftKings is going to give you that holiday gift. $5 bet for a new customer. You can get $150 in bonus bets. It doesn't matter what you want to bet on. There's something for you. You got parlays, props, money line, you name it. DraftKings, they got you covered. So make sure that you can go to the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code PHNX. Get $150. I still, that seems like a typo to me. Like, I feel like I need to go to Max and be like, hey, listen, I get it that it's in the copy, but that seems like a typo. 150 for five. You can get that right now on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. Use code PHNX, the best four letters in the alphabet. And here is the most fun part of every gambling ad that you will ever hear. Here comes the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in New York. Call 1-877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino Resort in Kansas, you must be 21 or older in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Bang. <sighs> love it. Absolutely love it. Just as much as I love the DraftKings Sportsbook app, I love talking a little bit about defense. Because let's be real, defense wins championship. Cosmic in the chat gets it. No one is putting up 70 points in this game. You're absolutely right. You could talk about the Arizona State offense the way you want. You could talk about maybe the inexperience on the Arizona offense. But when it comes down to these two defenses, they have played, I think, better than a lot of people really did expect. Uh, And taking a look specifically at where these teams rank in terms of the Pac-12, starting with the Arizona Wildcats, in terms of total offense allowed yards per game. They are fifth in the conference, 344 and a half yards per game. In terms of the way their defense plays opposing quarterbacks, passing yards allowed per game, they are seventh in the conference, allowing just 243. Now, when you get to the run game, this is where Arizona's defense really is pretty stout. They are fourth in the Pac-12, allowing just 101.5 yards Um, per game to opposing running backs and then points per game allowed they're also fourth there 20.6 for Arizona State they are hanging right around with the Wildcats in terms of total defense yards allowed per game they are sixth in the Pac-12 376.6 yards per game in terms of the way they play opposing quarterbacks passing yards allowed per game is also fifth in the Pac-12 239 yards allowed of rushing yards allowed per game, they are sixth, right middle of the conference, a buck 37, and then points per game allowed. This is a little bit of a struggle at 829.4. I don't necessarily put that all on the defense, considering the offense has turned the ball out, uh, turned the ball over quite a bit, forcing this Arizona State defense um, to play in places on the field that they wouldn't necessarily have to if the offense was able to convert uh, specifically on some crucial fourth downs throughout the season. But again, where Arizona's defense plays well is stopping opposing running backs, where Arizona State's defense plays well. And again, it's not necessarily a stat here, but in terms of forcing opposing quarterbacks to be uncomfortable in terms of sacks, in terms of getting them scramble and run around. And that starts with a guy in BJ Green on the edge who has had, I think, a a pretty phenomenal season. And Eric, I think he is the linchpin for Arizona State's defense, specifically when you look at this game. 
I mean, he's he's been that for the entire season. I mean, there are games where, where he's getting at the quarterback almost every single play. Yeah. And that's again, that's that's what you need because I understand that that both teams are, are ranking about middle of the pack in defense and, and ASU's numbers might even be skewed a little bit yeah. because of the Utah game, because of the Oregon game. I mean, those types of numbers are not gonna be they're not helpful. Great. <laughs> no, they're not great at all. But at the same time, I just think that when you look at the two offenses compared to the defense, U, U of A is a lot more likely to put up a bunch of points, which means that ASU's defense, not only just BJ Green, but everybody, even looking at somebody like Jordan Clark, who this game, you have to imagine how much it means to yeah, him. Yeah, no, you're right. Like, that, that is how you win this game. You cannot go in and rely on your offense. You can't go in and be like, all right, yeah, we'll get like 25, 30 points, and we'll see if we can hold them under. No, like you can't, you can't do that, especially because... U of A's defense is solid too. And I was talking to Damon, who who went to U of A. He's a big Wildcats guy before we came in here. And he was saying he doesn't remember a time that U of A has had such a solid offensive and defensive line. Not just at the same time, but either or in quite some time. And look, with ASU's offensive line kind of in shambles and injuries and just people mixing and matching the entire season... I, I just have a feeling this U of A defense is going to have the ability to just make some really big plays and to get to the quarterback, which means like, again, we just talk about two names, BJ Green, like Jordan Clark, those individual plays, a sack, a tackle for a loss, an interception, like those will swing so far in the other direction. Yeah, no, I, I think for, for me, when we talk about this defensive line of the Arizona Wildcats and how they're going to face the Arizona State offensive line, that is a little bit of more of a a makeshift group. I'm not necessarily worried about that because one of the best defensive lines in the entire conference at UCLA was rendered useless with the way that Kenny was able to scheme yeah. offensively. So I, I have a, a strong confidence that he is going to be able to, to deal with that defensive front. Uh, but again, he can only scheme so much of this. There are some players, uh, I think, on Arizona's defense that Arizona State fans should be aware of. And I want to start with a guy uh, playing cornerback in Takario Davis, who Arizona State fans are accustomed to having a, a giant defensive back in their own in Row Torrance. Takario is actually uh, an inch taller. He's 6'4", a buck 95. He's only a sophomore. And the reason I bring him up, not necessarily because of what he's been able to do in terms of tackles or forcing turnovers, but a guy with 14 pass deflections. I believe the next highest on that team is six. Takario Davis, whether he is actually turning the ball over and getting a takeaway, he finds his way to get his hands on the ball. So whoever's playing quarterback, my goodness, you were half, you're going to have to be aware of the size of this guy. I'm curious to see how Arizona lines him up in terms of, are we going to be playing him against an Elijah Badger? Are we going to see him opposite uh, a Troy O'Meara, who is uh, Arizona State's one of their taller receivers? Or do we see him maybe even line up over a guy like Jalen Conyers, right? So Takario Davis is certainly a name for ASU fans uh, to keep in mind. Another one is Taylor Upshop. Taylor Upshaw with 27 tackles. That's all good and well, but he leads Arizona in sacks with eight and a half. You bring up Arizona State's offensive line. This is the guy that you're going to have the big red circle on in every meeting room this week of this can't be the guy to beat us because if he does and he finds a way to get to the quarterback, we've seen, specifically when it comes to Trent Borgay, he, he's not necessarily the most durable guy. And even if it's Rashada, you don't want a guy in Taylor Upshaw coming after your freshman quarterback oh god no i look those those are two huge names that you need to watch out for but i still think that the biggest point of emphasis is going to be on jacob manu yeah 91 
total tackles. He's got a lot of tackles. How, how many total tackles did Upshaw have? I think so, 20 something. 20, 20 something. Okay. Manu has 37 solo. <laughs> 37 solo tackles as a sophomore. Finds his way to the ball, man. Five and a half sacks. He has an interception, which I think the highest amount of interceptions per player on the team is one. Yeah. So he technically technically leads the defense in interceptions as well. Look, this is the kind of guy that can wreak havoc on you. And it's it, like you said, especially if Trenton Borgay is back there. Like Rashada, the, the reason why Rashada would definitely give them a better chance to win this game is because with this defensive line for, for U of A, and I understand that Kenny has done a good job at trying to neutralize things and, and yeah. to be able to find your opponent's strength and find the way to just to bring that down just a little bit. Rashada has the mobility and the big play ability and the balls to throw the ball downfield that Borgia just doesn't have. And when the pocket is collapsing, when you're under pressure every possession, it's just something that can change the game. It's something yeah. that can make it even easier. Even if it doesn't lead to a touchdown, even if it just leads from a three-minute possession to a eight-minute possession, even mm-hmm. if you don't score in a game that a lot of people are saying could be lower scoring, could be on just the under, maybe under 20, maybe under 25, the way that ASU has gotten some of its wins yeah. this year. Having somebody who can extend plays, who can keep drives going, especially when you have like a three-headed monster on defense and er- like everybody on U of A saw it. Like I don't look at them and think, man, there is a, there's a big weakness right there. Yeah. Right? Like there are players that are better than others like Upshaw or, or Manu, but I, I just think that if you have one person who can just get away from them, even if it's just slightly by the margins better than before, like that's how you win these games is, is by winning those things on the margins. And, and that's what ASU needs to do against a unit that is, I mean, they dominated Utah. Yeah. They dominated Utah. They did. They it absolutely wasn't did. even close. Like that's a big deal. That's not a small deal. No, but this is the territory cup. It's that is true. You throw out what you think you know about these teams. Uh, before we move on from Arizona State's offense, from Arizona State's defense, give me one player specifically that you think needs to have a big game for Arizona State to come out on top on this one. It's Cam. Cam's got It's Cam. It has to be Cam. I, I, I think he's probably their best player. Yeah. If if you want to win this game, if you want to pull off one of probably the bigger upsets in territorial cup history especially yeah. with with asu on the bottom end cam scadaboo is going to have to be the guy that cam scadaboo has been but to his highest level he's going to probably punt he's probably going to pass he's going to run for sure he's going to catch a couple balls like he needs he needs to break away some huge plays and him and rashada have shown that they're able to do that but yeah. if it's not rashada back there then that puts even more emphasis on somebody like cam scadaboo and it's unfair to expect him to do so much and everything but that's the only way that they win. Like it's yeah. unfair, but it's reality. That's just the way that it is. I think. I think for me on the offensive side of the ball, um, I look at a guy like Elijah Badger. Elijah Badger, for for those of you that don't remember, didn't get a play in the first half of the Southern Utah game because he got ejected at the tail end of the Territorial Cup. So you want to talk about what this game means to Arizona State players? It means a whole hell of a lot to a guy like Elijah Badger. Right, whether he decides to take his talents to the league after this season or whatever he intends to do, this game specifically means a hell of a lot because he knows the feeling. And there are a few players from last year's team that know the feeling of not coming out on top. Right, Kenny started meetings this week by showing ASU players the celebration that Arizona had at the tail end of the Territorial Cup. Right, like that's something that sits with you. It stings, and all season long. 
you can ask players about which game means the most or which one do they have circled. And, you know, some transfers are going to say this. Some coaches are going to say this. A lot of them are just going to say the next one's the most important. Well, guess what? This is the one. This is the one that's the most important. Okay. we I, I got to address Donald in the chat. He is He's upset with us. Maybe maybe me, because it has been more on me, for giving too much love to, to them during hate week. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. You're probably right. That's that's just the it's the realist in me that's coming out. So can I give you a hearty fuck U of A and forks <laughs> up? Is that does that make up for it? Because it is still hate week. Yeah. And we still want to crush them. Like no doubt about oh, yeah. it. Oh yeah. I look, I'm like I said, Donald, I'm, I got you. I got you, Donald. Um, no matter the outcome of this game, I'm I'm gonna set up a GoFundMe for a billboard. Uh, <laughs> with just a number two hundred forty million. Yeah. Just put it on a. At least our school has money. Put it on a milk carton. They lost. They misplaced two hundred and something million dollars. How funny would it be if we were able to get a GoFundMe to put a number one in innovation billboard up in Tucson? That'd be tough. That'd be tough for them. That'd be funny. That'd be funny. Donald, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We hit you with the realness. At the end of the day, it's part of maybe being a Sun Devil fan. Is is accepting the realness of things but all of this all the love and all the credit we're giving to them like hey it's a jinx like like it i think they win like like <laughs> he look he thinks they win i don't know if i'm gonna go there but i think it's gonna be close and i also think that the best time for an upset and the best time to pull off wins like this is when everybody is saying wow look at u of a wow they're so good they they're just so amazing they can't do anything wrong uh-huh yeah, just okay. keep thinking like that. Yeah, absolutely. Just keep right. thinking like that. I think they win. JJ in the chat missed the hoops talk, but I believe in Celebungay and Zane Meeks. We're going to get to ASU hoops here in just a second. But first, I want to tell you about our lovely partner, Circle K. Guys, they are America's thirst shop. They are Totri's thirst shop. They're Eric's thirst shop. They're Easily. everybody here at PHNX's thirst shop. They have a new free membership program that's going to help you guys save money every single day. Day. You guys can save 25 cents per gallon on your first five fill-ups and getting back to saving money every single day. You're going to save three cents per gallon every single day. Not to mention, you're going to get every sixth free on a selection of Circle K products. We're talking pizza. We're talking coffee, ice cold fountain drinks. And if that's not enough, they always have great deals on snacks, energy drinks, uh, sports drinks. They have it all over at Circle K. So do us a favor and do yourself a favor. Go ahead and join Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Go ahead and visit CircleK.com for details. I love Circle K. It really it's, is. It's, I stop it's, there every genuinely, day. it's the only gas station I've ever gone to for my entire life. I literally, I'm not even joking you. I stop at a Circle K once a day, sometimes twice a day because I always get an energy drink from a Circle K and sometimes I get one of those little like power core core power mm -hmm. um like protein drinks dude they're just so damn good circle k seriously i don't know what i do without nobody them. nobody goes a day throughout here without seeing at least one person walk in and be like yeah hey, i got some for circle yeah k. no absolutely hey, i got some for circle k. and we got a bunch of bags of chips and stuff from there I, i'm i'm eating those all the time it also feels like i'm out at gila river resorts and casinos all the time which is a fantastic thing for me because We've been doing so many live shows out there. We had our first Suns one last week. We, of course, have all of our Cardinals ones out there as well. It is such an electric time, but not only do they have the biggest and best resorts and casinos with locations at Wild Horse Pass, Lone Butte, Bequiva, Santan Mountain, they've got fine dining, pools, and so much more. Plus, on top of it all, they have, get this, million dollar, 
a million dollar big red showdown. You don't see that number that often. You can sign up and stay in the game, get rewards. It's that easy. You can play fun, free games online for a chance to win literally $1 million. How many billboards we could buy with a million dollars, Danielle? So many could, billboards with a million dollars. We could buy a few for sure. Still doesn't even come close to paying off U of A's debt. Hey! There you go. Yeah, you're about, is. what, 240 mil shy? <laughs> just a little bit. Just a little bit. You also got weekly pick weekly pickums there. You can win up to $1,000 in free bonus play every week. Monthly drawings. You got December 3rd, which is coming up soon. We're almost at the end of November. For Cardinals game tickets, memorabilia, free bonus play prop cards to select football games. Plus, you can win up to $100,000 cash as well. Here's the catch. You got to be 21 and over. Visit GilaMillionDollarShowdown.com to get in the action. For more information on Gila River Resorts and Casinos and all they have to offer, head to PlayAtGila.com and come hang out with us when we've got our watch parties there. It is such an electric time. And you know what, Donald? Like, you, you want people to, to be like-minded and to go, go ASU, go, like... Go to watch parties because that's where all the fans are. And, and look, that's where I'll be. And I know, I know you're upset. I, I know, I know you're upset with me today. And I understand. <laughs> I'll probably leave today and I'm upset with myself. I kind of just do this type of stuff. Like when the Diamondbacks were in the playoffs, like I, I picked the Dodgers to win because Ooh. I'm scarred. I'm scarred. Ooh. I'm scarred. I don't want it to happen. I'm not rooting for it to happen, but I'm scarred. Okay, so it's a me thing. It's, it's a me thing. It's not a you thing, Donald. I understand where you're coming from. I just I got to keep it real because if it goes into Saturday and all I'm thinking about is ASU win, ASU win, ASU win, and they don't, it's gonna hit me a lot harder than if I just I prepare myself. It's how I cope. It's how I cope. It's a totally valid. You're point. lucky you were in in sort of an ad read, sort of the tail of an ad read there, because I was contemplating muting your mic when you said that. It's totally fair. That's, I mean, well, I'd look, 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 look. She, she, she's heard uh, about the, the Dodgers thing for sure. That's look, definitely look, where look, look. the I, I, the, the moment it happened, I was, I was very ashamed of it, right? Like, it's one of those instant regret types things. But, you know, when they won, it made it that much sweeter for me. You know what I mean? Like, it's a, it's a coping mechanism, Danielle. You got to let me have this, okay? <laughs> you got to let him You got to let this. me have this, guys. Look, it is Tuesday, and we're going to continue talking about the Territorial Cup all week long. But I do want to move on to some ASU hoops talk, not just for JJ, but for all the college basketball fans that we have listening and in the chat as well, because there is some news about Arizona State center Sean Phillips, Bobby Hurley on the radio this morning, um, kind of confirming that Sean Phillips, the seven-foot center, would miss significant time uh, with a midfoot sprain, um, and they are going to do their absolute best, uh, from, from my understanding, to not rush this because they don't want it to impact um, really his entire career, uh, and then also the remainder of the season. But certainly a, a tough hit for Arizona State. I know Sean Phillips' numbers aren't necessarily the, the greatest things in the world, but to have a guy who is seven feet tall, obviously in LSU transfer, and you look down the line at Arizona State, he is the only center listed on the roster. They do have other forwards that are pretty significantly tall. Akil Watson, the freshman, he's 6'9". Zane Meeks, everybody's favorite player, he's 6'9". Alonzo Gaffney, 6'9". Bryant Selabungay, 6'8". Kamari Lands, 6'8". as well. Those are the guys, in my mind, that you're going to probably see try and fill the void left by Sean Phillips. Um, but let's be real. It it's is different, gonna, dude. It's gonna be. It's gonna be Alonzo Gaffney. <laughs> it's it's just it's, it's different. Like yeah, those guys can technically play center. Yeah, but the difference between six yeah. nine and seven foot, especially in college basketball, it's massive. And look, that that height is the main reason why this concerns me. 
because big men and foot issues, not great. It's not something that has a good track record in any sport, but specifically for basketball, you don't see big men have foot issues and then they just get better and they're just, oh, they're fine. And that's why when you catch one early or when you see one for the first time, like you got to shut it down. Yeah. You have to be extra cautious and it sucks. Yeah. Like his stats, 5.7 points per game, six rebounds per game. Like that's not incredible. But when you saw some of the plays that he was making and some of the shots that he deters at the rim and the way that he can kind of make up some of the spacing, like it's a, it's a really big loss, especially, especially for a team like ASU that is kind of like really hot or really cold. Yeah. Having a big man down low that can block a couple of shots, that can box out and get a couple of rebounds, helps change that momentum. And when you got 6'9", Alonzo Gaffney down there, if he's getting bullied and he can't secure possession and now offensive rebounds are going crazy on one end and you're giving up a bunch of shots on the other at the rim, it's like, it, it, it becomes a lot harder to win. You got the realist over here. You got the realist take. I'm going to give you the optimist take here in a second. I do want to get to JJ's comments. The versatility and depth of this roster was maybe the biggest positive heading it's into true. the season. Let's see how it goes. JJ also saying Celebunge has to come in and be a bruiser, crash the glass, grab boards. Yeah, if I'm looking at any specific player that we've listed, kind of that fit, that build of a 6'9", 6'8", guy that could potentially kind of impact in in alleviate the stress of losing a guy like Sean Phillips for, again, quote, significant time. It is Bryant Salabungay. This is a dude who came in being a double-double machine from the transfer portal. Um, I imagine he is going to give ASU that boost, specifically when it comes to crashing the glass, a team in ASU that hasn't necessarily been great at corralling rebounds so far through three games this season. But what I will say, yes, Sean Phillips hurts. Yes, losing a seven-foot center, the only center on your roster, certainly Hurts. Alonzo Gaffney, from a defensive perspective, is one of the best defensive players on this team. So in terms of shot blocking, I think you're fine with Alonzo Gaffney. My idea in terms of why it may not necessarily be the biggest loss, at least as it stands right now, is because you look at the way ASU has played through three games. Offensively, they've been abysmal. Okay, Yes, they're 2-1, and one, but their offense has been putrid. You're able to experiment a little bit more by not having yeah. a big seven-foot center in there, okay? Yes, there is no denying that Sean Phillips is a talented player, but maybe you're able to fit in a guy like a Bryant Celebungay, like a Zane Meeks, like an Akil Watson, and maybe that is able to, to get the offense going. Maybe you're able to spread the floor a little bit more with maybe a guy who can actually shoot the ball, right? Instead of having a guy in Sean Phillips who makes his living um, right under the hoop. So that is my perspective on the whole thing is, yes, Sean Phillips is a, a crucial part of Arizona State basketball. Yes, it hurts to not have him out there. And yes, we obviously want to see him get healthy and get back as soon as possible. But in the meantime, I think this allows Bobby Hurley to kind of get to JJ's point, experiment with the depth of this roster from the freshmen to the transfer guys to the returners. And maybe when you're in Las Vegas playing the Las Vegas tournament or the, the showdown that they're a part of here in the next couple days, you're finally able to unlock Arizona State's offense, which I think would be, would be, be huge. would be huge <laughs> if you're to able to experience, specifically with a guy like Zane Meeks, who, again, a lot of people have liked what they've seen from him, or a freshman in Nikhil Watson, uh, who, again, was a highly touted kid coming out, and, and you're able to get him some minutes on a, I don't want to say a massive stage, 
But in a tournament where there is BYU, where right. there is uh, NC State and, and some of those other teams, I just think that the positive of not having a center out there is you get to see what some of these other guys can do for you specifically on offense. Yeah, and the one thing that I have liked out, out of ASU this season is that it does seem like they kind of thrive off of chaos a little bit. Yeah. Like that, that UMass Lowell game, like when things got chaotic, when, when it just stopped being a normal basketball game, that's when ASU thrived. And now they can take teams out of their comfort zone. And you're right. Like, you know what? I'm the realist, but fine. Let's get positive up in the Four Peaks mini bar, baby. Listen, if ASU can find the perfect balance of not giving up too much rim pressure and not giving up too many rebounds, and they're able to put like a five-out lineup and just let Frankie Collins and Kamari Lynch just go nuts. Yeah. And just like, that would be such a testament to Bobby I think that if he is able to do that, and look, you're not going to completely make up for missing a seven-footer if no. you don't have another one, right? But if you can shift your identity as a team, and you can lean into it, and you can at least give people problems and make it fun to watch, that's a big win. That's a big win, and I, and I think they can do that. I mean, they like to pressure they ball. They get, yeah. they get some steals. They like to run up and down. Like I think that when this team is in transition and when they're going fast and the teams are just playing with kind of like less care not stupid but just less care they're free they're more free yeah. i think this team can can really put up some numbers and i'm hoping that 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 offense even if the defense takes a little bit of a dip that the bringing up an offense can kind of overcome that and also to jj in the chat free adam miller facts jj also saying hurley 6-0 in non-conference event games in vegas let's see if the sun devils can make it Eight and oh, BYU is a good team in the Las Vegas showdown. Yeah, if they they've got BYU on Thanksgiving evening, I will say because I believe it is a 10 p.m. tip off, which is fucking ridiculous. That's pretty crazy. Um, we're not going to be doing a post game show for that Thursday game. Just want to give everybody a heads up. If ASU beats BYU, then they will play the winner of the other game, the Vanderbilt NC State game, at 7 p.m. on. Friday. Now, if they end up losing to BYU, they will play the loser of that Vanderbilt NC State game at 5 p.m. on Friday. And we will have a Las Vegas showdown postgame show for the pretty much entire tournament following that second game. So definitely be on the lookout for that, JJ. Uh, and Dom actually also saying, is there any motivation for this team potentially playing against DJ Horn again? I would say no. And the reason I'm going to say no is because there's just not enough guys from last year's team on this roster yeah. to necessarily uh, make it a a like motivational thing that Bobby's going to be talking about. Even if there was, I don't think that's something that Bobby would be talking about. Um, but if they get the opportunity, I know from a fan perspective, there's going to be a lot of people eager to see ASU basketball play against a, a former Sun Devil in DJ Horn. So like I said, definitely be on the lookout for those post-game shows that Las Vegas showdown postgame show on Friday. Look, it is only Tuesday. It okay? is. Okay. It is only Tuesday. But that doesn't mean that you shouldn't stop at Illegal Pete's. It's Taco Tuesday. Okay. Hey. And I know everybody's at home. Thanksgiving's right around the corner. Nobody wants to make food this week outside of what they have to do on Thanksgiving. You don't have enough room in your fridge for all that stuff. So maybe head to Illegal Pete's, grab yourself some tacos. And become the MVP of your Sun Devils or Wildcats watch party with Illegal Pete's. From a case of queso to burrito boxes and party margs, they've got you guys covered to fuel your crew. And if you have tickets to a game this season, head to Illegal Pete's before or after 
any ticketed event and score a house margarita or draft beer for a penny with their sound check promo. Not to mention, we have got a meetup over at Illegal Peace ahead of the Territorial Cup. It starts at 11 a.m. 11 a.m., be there or be square. We're going to be talking about the football team. We're going to be talking about the rivalry. We're just going to chill. We're going to have some drinks ahead of kickoff. It's going to be an absolute blast. Uh, I don't know if we have any tickets left, but definitely stay up to date on social to you know, see if we do. I think we that might have we, a couple. I think we sold out, but I think we added tickets. And you could definitely still come to the meetup. Like you don't need a ticket for the meetup. Right. Um, the the takeover is you get a ticket to the actual to game, the game and you're going right. to have a blast. But if you already have a ticket, definitely stop by Illegal Pete's. Come say what's up. Let's have one hell of a time. Uh, it's going to be an absolute blast. Coming out. I might buy you a mark. Let's I go. bought you a mark last time. Daniel uh, did buy you a mark last out. time. I want a yeah, mark. coming out. I want a mark. I love you, Illegal Pete's. <laughs> Illegal Pete's is, is a good time. And I I think I broke Donald. You broke, in the how chat? did you break Donald? Because he was just talking about, oh, like, you know, be positive, be positive. Donald's our guy. You're be positive. Positive. Donald's not an ASU basketball fan. He's okay. just an ASU okay. football because, guy. Like I, feel, like, I feel bad. He's like, I don't think ASU has a chance just from what I've seen. Hate to say it. And I'm like, wait, this was Mr. Like, don't be don't yeah. be negative on the team. I'm sorry if I broke you, man. I didn't. Donald's I didn't our guy. How dare you? No, how I know. I feel bad. Donald's a PHNX Sun Devils legend. My negativity is worn off. I'm 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 sorry about that. But look, I'm I'm gonna make it up to you, Donald. I'm gonna make it up to you because right now you can go over to get a scratcher from AZ Lottery and you can turn that frown upside down while you're watching ASU basketball. Because baby, you might hit the lottery. Listen, <laughs> it's holiday season. We've talked about it. Thanksgiving coming up and Christmas coming up as well. And I know that it might seem like maybe an unorthodox, out of the box type of gift. But maybe instead of just giving somebody some straight cash, like I said earlier, you can go and you can buy them a lottery ticket from Arizona's Lottery because you might get them a lot of money. And hey, if you buy somebody a lottery ticket and it wins, Totri, do you? I said you, it the other day. You give it. You give them some. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Danielle, Danielle, do you give some of if 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 you are given a lottery ticket and it wins? Like a significant amount of money over six figures. I'm not split. I'm not splitting in half. No, I'll tell you that. No. Yeah, I, I give you. I give you a little bit, but we're not splitting in half. K. You win hundred k, Danielle. How much are you giving to the person who bought you the ticket as a gift? I don't know if I'm giving them any, to be honest. Oh. I'm giving them. I'm giving them five. I'm giving them five. Listen, I'm a photographer, man. You know how expensive that stuff is. If man. you make six figures, give, I'm giving them five. I give you. Five, I'll, I'll give. I'll give That's you enough. That's I'll give like, you at least a cat. I don't know, man. A hundred thousand dollars? You know how expensive are a bunch of greedy bastards. You know how expensive are greedy bastards? She's not giving anything. I know, I know. Dom, Dom in the chat, back me up here. This stuff is expensive, man. Uh. And also, th- thank you, JJ, for saying objective journalism is important. Thank you. Shout out to Cronkite, baby. Uh, but, but listen, guys, back to, to AZ Lottery. You can win up to $500,000. So maybe if you don't want to buy it for a gift because Danielle might not give you any money back and you just want to buy it for yourself. That's fair, too. Tickets only start at a dollar. Listen, it, it's it's fun. It's an experience. If you want to get like a couple of them for, let's say like you show up to Thanksgiving, right? Somebody brought the turkey. Somebody brought the sweet potato casserole. You pull up with a tub of ice cream and some scratchers from Arizona Lottery, man. You are the life of the party. You are the life of the party. You can buy it for just $1. You can win $500,000. You can become the um, MVP of your watch party. Get some scratchers with AZ Lottery. You might end up a 500000 air, which... To, to me, like that, that'd be pretty nice. That would be a sweet. If I win five hundred thousand dollars from anything, I'll give each of you thirty. 
Okay, that's thirty. He's bucks. on. He's on. I'll take, I'll take that. If I'll I take win five hundred, if I win five hundred thousand dollars, Donald, I feel like I need to buy you a lottery ticket because I just, I just feel, I feel like I've, I've, I've my money's too going much for negativity. my money's going for the billboard. Yeah, Donald. Donald has his own um, fire, Bo Baldwin. Um, okay, fun. Okay. Yeah, Dom does. It's have a gift. Back. No, but okay, no, but Dom, like the optics of that, like. The, the optics of it you get that type of gift okay, and well, it, it hits sorry look no sorry, no i got you sorry. i got you let's say let's say you do win with some of these holiday scratches right and you don't want to necessarily go give thousands of dollars to somebody that's understandable money's you know it's far and few between for some people which is totally cool so maybe instead of giving people thousands of dollars you head over to our locker let's go and you go get some merch take advantage of this holiday deal guys black Friday, we have one hell of a deal for you. Shirts up to 90% off. What? Team gear, at least 20% off. What? THNX gear, 33% off. What? Hats, hoodies, 10% off. And spend $75 or more and receive a $15 gift card. Some restrictions do apply, but head to the PHNX locker for the best merch in the Valley. We've got something for everybody. A Suns fan, a Coyotes fan, an Arizona State fan a Wildcat fan, and even if you're just a fan of PHNX, we've got some merch for you guys there as well. While you're at the locker, maybe head to gophnx.com as well. Become a diehard. You get access to our diehard Discord. You get access to some next-level content, whether that be from some of our writers, Jesse Friedman, Craig Morgan, etc., not to mention the newsletters that you guys are going to have every single day informing you of what's going on with each team in the Valley, and when you become a diehard, you guys are going to get a free t-shirt. So become a diehard, get that free t-shirt, and take advantage of the Black Friday deal, and you guys are going to have one hell of a weekend. JJ needs Zane Meeks tees. Look, man, I'm working on it. I'm working on getting you a Zane Meeks t-shirt. He is hand-making yeah. each individual Zane Meeks t-shirt in between each show. It's all here. We have them locked in here in the Four Peaks mini bar, sewing. Every single day for that Zane Meek shirt. Oh, absolutely. JJ also saying a new like button. Yeah, also shout out Danielle. She made a ton of these leave a like lower. So why don't you guys do us a solid, do all those people a solid, do Danielle a solid, leave a like. And if you enjoyed the content, give us a follow at phnx underscore sundevs. You can follow me on social at anthony underscore totri. You could follow Eric at Eric Ruby. That is Eric with a K at the end. You can also follow Danielle at Abrica Danielle on social media. Two things before we get out of here, guys. Obviously, we're going to be keeping you up to date for the rest of the week as it relates to ASU basketball, as it relates to the Territorial Cup. So definitely stay locked in. Hit that follow button. If you're listening on audio, leave us a five-star review. Go Devils and peace.